It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. I've got a question for you guys because I'm in a little bit of an argument right now. I got into an argument on Facebook (laughs) with some friends from high school. And there's this girl that we went to high school with who was somewhat attractive. And she posted on her Facebook page that she was frustrated and tired of going to the gym and always having guys hit on her when she goes to the gym. Oh, And so uh, people were offering a different suggestions like, oh, maybe you can just tell them you're not interested. Uh, they had like this list of stuff. And so I came up with what I thought was a perfectly good answer to this. Okay. I told her, because she's not married, I told mm-hmm. her, why don't you wear a fake in- wedding ring or uh, preferably, I guess, a full-on deal, but at least an engagement ring. Yeah, yeah. Out of one of those big cubic zirconia things. And that should cut at least a significant portion of the guys down. That might be in the way of her workout when she's lifting those barbells. Well, what she actually <laughs> wrote back was that she shouldn't have to do that. She's like, I shouldn't have to wear a ring that says I belong to another man just for another man to not bother me. True. Yeah. But, but I'm like, so what? You have a problem that you want to solve. Don't be getting all philosophical on it. Just put a ring on and he'll quit bugging you. And for some guys, that won't stop them either. It but. won't, but mm-hmm. it'll stop a lot of them. Also, dress down and be as homely as possible when you are in your workout clothes. Yes. No, that should not make a difference. Wear those big old sweatpants. Yes. <laughs> not not those tight ones, okay, that you see in the gym, but the yeah. big flare ones that almost like, like belt bottoms. You, you say it shouldn't make a difference, but they're not doing anything inappropriate they're just talking to her well and that's the thing you i mean has she specified that they're not being because if they just come up and say hey you're beautiful whatever that's fine that's whatever but i'm not done with my description also no makeup <laughs> don't do your hair exactly yeah why do they do makeup before they go work i don't know, I don't know. because know? maybe they want to feel pretty but none of that should make a difference if you're going to do makeup go ahead and put on those high heels too <laughs> i mean it's kind of hard to do the exercise bike with your high heels on you ever been on a Stair stepper, put some heels on. That's double the work right there. Really? Yeah. Mm. Nike should come out with some uh, athletic wear for uh, <laughs> high heels. Yeah. Athletic, That'd be funny. <laughs> Little black dress. You're working out. <laughs> so, Tori, what do you think the solution is then? I think, honestly, guys are going to hit on you regardless of what you look like. I, I have looked homely. I have looked dressed up. It doesn't make a difference. If somebody finds you attractive, they're probably going to say something about it. If they're being respectful about it, Fine, that's a compliment. If they come up, ooh, hey girl, I see you squat, and I'd be like, uh, excuse me. Let scary. me help you there, little lady. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, she doesn't. She's not saying they're perverts, but she's tired of being interrupted all the time. And a lot of times they'll mansplain and be like, "Let me show you the best way to use that." I was, uh, I was at the gym one time, and I got <laughs> I got pinned funny. down <laughs> with the bars. You know, when I was doing the bench press, and two girls had to lift it off of me. That was not a good moment yeah, least, for me. At least it took two, and not just the one. Well. <laughs> With one hand. <laughs> they were attractive. <laughs> you know, there's no way to hit on a girl after, you know, they've helped you out with the barbell. And it's like, hey, what you doing Saturday night? I would think they would be like, hey, I might need some help with my weightlifting later. You think you can spot me? Yeah, can you, spot, can you girls spot me here? Wow. Yeah. You quit going, didn't you? I did. <laughs> what I don't understand is why you told us about it. It was so embarrassing. 
Apparently not. Oh, wow. You sound kind of proud of it, to be honest. I'm not, Tom. Okay. I just sometimes those things come out, and I'm okay with it. I'm okay with my manhood. Did they mansplain how to proper form for you? They so you got it right. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, can I help you, little fella? <laughs> well, I mean, to me, I think the wedding band thing was such an easy solution, and I don't know why she's got to turn it into some big philosophical thing because. That will cut down the number significantly. I do see your point that it would, but at the same time, it's got to be frustrating for her. I mean, just leave the woman alone. If she's got her earbuds in, she clearly doesn't want to talk. Quite frankly, sometimes it doesn't leave. uh, The the person won't leave you alone. There's some bad fellas out there that would go ahead and go after someone else's, you know, I'm not saying it's 100%, but it'll cut down the amount of interruptions she has. What if the facility got involved? Like, you know, when you join, one of the rules is it, there's you cannot flirt here. This is a place well. of working out. <laughs> if we catch you, you get three warnings and you have to you leave the club. You have to, you get kicked out. They should do like a like a cautionary sign when you walk in. You put a color on. Green means talk to me. Okay. Yellow means maybe. And red means leave me the heck Wait, alone. Hey, what's maybe? Maybe I'll talk to you. Yeah, it's going to have good looking you are. Yeah. <laughs> That's the whole thing right now. I'm sure if it's the right guy, she don't care if well, he talks course, to her. Well, of course, of yep. course. That's just not right either. They should kick her out. No. <laughs> Discrimination. That's the way life works. It's not fair. I'm like, you know. Well, uh, that's the way life works with the guys talking to her. Well, I, of course. I'm like, she needs to get over it. I think, like Tori said, like guys are going to hit on you. Ugh, okay. Such a rough life. Mm-hmm. Air flip. And you know how, yeah. many girls, <laughs> yeah. how many girls go to that gym that's never been hit on that's envious of her? They want to oh. get hit on. Yeah. Exactly. Bless Just their like hearts. how I always went and wanted to get hit on. Maybe they should wear a different color shirt saying, please, hit Tom, on me. <laughs> you weren't in the gym. You were in like in a, a, a bar or a, a dance <laughs> club trying to get hit on. Do you want a little green pass to wear on your shirt? No, I'm, people- I'm taking I'm good. <laughs> Did you back then want one? I would have taken one then. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. Well, depending on which survey you believe, this is either the second highest rated segment on our show or the fifth highest rated segment. Okay. Uh, Regardless, it's definitely one of our top five. Mm. It's time for Nerd News. Nerd News. Nerd News. Nerd News with Tom. Yeah. I was offbeat. Sorry. And uh, this is (laughs) where I find the stories about technology and science that affect your day-to-day life or are very interesting and fun to talk about. Well, quite frankly, you know what? You are qualified for this position of being the nerd news um, anchor anchor person because your dad worked at NASA. You, uh, and he was a rocket scientist. You got a rocket scientist degree in college. I worked at NASA yeah. briefly, too. And, yeah, and you worked at NASA, and your brother still works at NASA. That's right. So you are qualified for this. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, I get stuff off the internet that looks cool. I'm your hype man. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, let's start off with something that I got just for Hawk today. Oh, good. A big study on nose picking oh. found we're not the only animals to do it. A team in Switzerland identified 12 different primates that picked their nose, including a long-fingered lemur in Madagascar that has such a long finger, it can reach up into its nostril, through its sinuses, down into its throat, and back into its mouth. Hmm. Is he the one who likes to party? <laughs> it's the one on the Madagascar movies. I like right. to move it, move it. <laughs> I think you show him off. Try. 
<laughs> I can do it. I can beat that. Get back to, get Goldie, back to your hangy <laughs> I got to be in my car to get it really good. I, I was going to ask, are yeah. these animals pulling up at a red light looking over the car next to them? Yeah, the that's hot. Yeah. It's yeah. like, don't drive too close. I got that bumper sticker. Don't drive too close. I'll flick a booger on you. I'll jam it up into your brain. You know what, though? You see monkeys do. You see chimpanzees. They do that. They that's clean that, their poo. That's, that's not the only thing they pick. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, can you Here's do that? a uh, interesting fact that they've also discovered that people eat their boogers get fewer cavities. I do not do that. Now, I, that's just gross. You have awfully good teeth. No. They're <laughs> uh, pretty white. I do not do that. Open up. Let us see. I didn't even do that as a kid, but you have seen kids do that. Oh, yeah. So uh, you yeah. wonder why dentists are so obsessed with flossing when they ought to be telling us something else. That's true. Did yeah. you eat your boogers yet? I will say this, and I'll never forget it. I was in the neighborhood. The little girl was about, I don't know, three or four, and she looked up at me. They were playing outside, and I was just kind of passing by or something. And she comes out and says, hi, Mr. Hawk. And I'm like, hi. She goes, I lick my own snot. And I'm like, <laughs> well, you want to brag about that? Why well, don't we even have kids? Her mom <laughs> rushed over and just started laughing. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Well, that's much better than having the glazed donut look on your face. <laughs> well, kids. that's true. Go ahead and clean it off. Yeah, go ahead. Use that tongue. Yeah. Okay, yeah. let's move on. Yeah. Is that and, part of your nerd news? <laughs> and insect news. Okay. A new study found that bumblebees enjoy playing just for fun. They actually gave them little round wooden beads to play with, and there's video of them. They even had food available, but they would not go to the food because they were playing with the round balls. I saw that. You watching that video. I was uh-huh. looking over your shoulder a while ago, and I'm like, what is that bee doing? Yeah, and, he's just basically well, rolling around on a ball. He's being cute. Oh, I see what you did. <laughs> I'm like you. Is it like those dung beetles? You've seen those on planet Earth and stuff. That's where a different they, ball. Uh, yeah, but they will <laughs> roll it up the hill and stuff. They'll take that big... They're doing that for survival. That's how they live. The bees were just playing with these wooden balls to have fun. True, the beetles. They they expected of all the insects, bees are such a hive-minded insect, they wouldn't do that, but they still do. I wonder if that's their gym class in school. Kind of looks like a gym gymnasium. (laughs) Okay. We'll ask about that. Speaking of uh, (laughs) interesting little critters, in rodent news, a group in Belgium is working to put tiny backpacks backpacks on rats with little tiny cameras so they can help find people who are in collapsed buildings. Oh, that's great. I have to be honest. I'm not trying to be funny. Uh Uh, Well, if I'm in a collapsed building and a rat comes walking up to me, I probably would just go ahead and die. Well, you might be (laughs) unconscious anyway. Well, it would depend too. If you saw the backpack, you'd be like, that's cute. (laughs) <laughs> like, look, he's got, it's like, it's, uh, what's that, Ratatouille? Yeah, I'd freak out. I'd go, Rat- Ratatouille was real? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, in Australia, they have come up with a way to help people lose weight, and it involves eating sand. Now, don't run out to the beach yet. This is a special purified sand that can soak up fat and sugar in our digestive tract. Also, they haven't really tested this yet on humans, but they think it will work. Scam. See, now I was young. I used to eat sand, a sandbox. I used to eat the sand, and, and I was always thin. I was always thin until <laughs> the cats got in it, and then I stopped eating it. <laughs> and you make fun of me for picking my nose in traffic. <laughs> That's funny. I ate the sand in private, <laughs> and the sand is not as gross as your boogers. I didn't eat them. I only picked them. He only he, ate them in private. He ate. No, I did not. He <laughs> ate sand. Sand's a sand eater. <laughs> All right. And 
Finally, I have the sound of what the Earth's magnetic field sounds like, and it's terrifying. Okay, you ready to hear this? Yeah, I'm ready. This is the Earth's magnetic field. Okay. Sounds like I, I was a car I was beside on Cedar Lane Road. <laughs> wow. Okay. Isn't that freaky? Okay, it gets better, though. Sounds like me after a night at Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> they say that they are playing this on huge speakers in Copenhagen, Denmark, three times a day to educate people and freak them out a little. So you're saying that's the sound in the middle of the Earth. That is not oh. the sound in the middle of the okay. Earth. It's the sound of what the Earth's magnetic field sounds like when it's hit by solar winds. So where is that magnetic field? Around the outer sides of the Earth. It's actually what protects us from a lot of things. Allegedly. We, don't, we do not know if that's real or it made in a studio. Cato is actually a believer in the flat Earth group. So. I know that is not true. Oh. I don't believe our Earth is flat. They probably recorded that in the same place they recorded the moon landing. Uh, maybe the same studio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how much longer nerd news is going to last. <laughs> now, uh, actually, I just got a text. It went down a notch on the entertainment scale. That's not what I was ago. worried about. <laughs> I just didn't think people are deserving of it. I liked your nerd, nerd news, especially this morning. You got to clean that because I'm ready for breakfast. Oh, God. All right. Can we wrap up? (laughs) Nerd news. Nerd news. Nerd news with Tom. Limited time remaining. (laughs) (laughs) Not yet. No. (laughs) It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. You know, we take many things for granted these days. and It's hard to imagine a time when there wasn't medical equipment that could tell for sure when someone was dead. (laughs) <laughs> but uh not that hard really because sometimes they still screw it up just go up and poke them well i've got bizarre bizarre techniques used back in the day to determine if a person was dead tori it depends on where you poke them too yeah. <laughs> get them some, in the side so they giggle <laughs> some places are more likely to determine for sure if they're dead or not it's like <laughs> let, let me <laughs> well actually i think one of the things is on the list oh it's very interesting yeah poke their little belly button Check their mail for them. Do you do that? Check your kid's mail? Never like, let me check that. your mail, and you put your finger in the belly button. Didn't do that. See if there's any lint in there. So what should be done with the body of the dead person? Now, this is information, and it was published back in 1936, and it talks about bizarre techniques that doctors back then determined to see if the person was dead. First one is tongue pullers. A tongue puller. Now, in the 1800s, a doctor named J.V. Laborde got into his head that you could bring a person back to life by pulling their tongue. So he and his students spent their days in the mortuary tugging on tongues of the corpse to see if they could bring him back to life. Gross. How dumb do you have to be to do that more than once or twice before <laughs> you realize this was a bad idea? And who wants to sign up for that class? Like, we're going to be pulling some dead people's tongues uh. just to see if they're really dead or not. Man, people yeah. are stupid. I hate people. Well, yep. <laughs> wow. It's very powerful. Hey, people are mutual. I hear that nurses, though, a lot of times, they'll tell you stories about when people die, and they'll take that last breath, or a lot of times they'll have their mouth open, and before their family comes in, the nurses go in there, and they put their mouth you know, back 
up and their tongue back in and stuff like that. So I wouldn't want to be a nurse either. Dead bodies also grown and stuff too. And it sounds like they're still alive. Yep. My friend's a nurse. I'm not a weirdo. And they have angel lust and all that kind of stuff. What? I don't know what that is. Yeah, it's probably not family mentioned, but certain things still happen after they're dead. Oh. Oh, okay. I was uh, standing next to my dad when he passed. Oh. And wow. he didn't make sounds or have his mouth open or anything, but... I'm sorry. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. happen necessarily in every case, and a lot of them may happen a bit after it happens. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, because okay. when I will say when they came in, they made us leave the room to get him. Yeah, because yeah. moving them yeah. around can release gases and stuff. So here's the next thing. Back in the day, what they would do, this is the late 1800s to see if a person was dead, nipple pinching. That would wake me up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, a doctor invented the <laughs> nipple pincher life rejuvenation device oh my which was really just a set of forceps with claws on the end and basically the doctor thought the patient might be dead he'd use the pinchers to squeeze their nipples and the idea was that if the person was unresponsive but alive they would wake up immediately from the pain of the nipple pincher doesn't this seem like it's a little bit biased i mean because for a guy that's like annoying and for a woman it's like assault a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to pretend like I'm dead. Let's try that one out. Okay. <laughs> Again. I'm going to do one of those twisters. You know, when you're in high school. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's like the guys will go around like, oh, twister. Uh, that's not the official name funny. for it. No. <laughs> it's a nipple twister. Nipple twister. Nipple twister. <laughs> I got to teach my kids that one. I'm it not was, taught them that it one. It was a nipple. So you got a tongue puller and a nipple pincher. There's one other thing that's very bizarre. But it was a tobacco enema. Oh. Okay, so when I'm a pers- awake. <laughs> <laughs> How are you smoking there? <laughs> Taking a couple puffs. That could have yeah. killed them. Could you see that in the smoking area here? Well, you know, <laughs> the person puffing back there. You got a light? Yeah. But a it's butt light. So <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's when, funny. When a person was suspected of being dead, a doctor would place a tube inside their, you know, their... You know, bottom. Wrecked him. And darn near killed him. They'd blow tobacco smoke through the tube and up their backside. The idea apparently was that the smoke would be hot and painful, oh. which would cause the person to wake up if they were still alive. So they always want to make sure you're really dead here. Why is all of this stuff borderline abusive? It's not borderline. It's grossly abusive. Couldn't they have just left the body there for a minute, and if they came back and it was gone, they're like, well, I guess Tim's alive. You Throw some ice water on him. But yeah. You hear stories where, you know, people, they're like in a casket. I and, get that. And they're like, the, the guy moved or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that guy was alive the whole time, and they well, thought he was dead. They've had stories like in the 1800s. They also used to bury him, and they would have a little bell, uh, bell, bell yeah. that was up above at the top. And mm-hmm. there was a string that went down, and the guy sat there at the top and waited to see if they ever rang the bell. I wonder how many times that string fell off. Oh man, you'd be like, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no coroner, but I'm sure that it once the autopsies happen or the embalming goes on, they're dead. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Nowadays is pretty nice. Nowadays is that. <laughs> well, and Tom said the one thing you want to hear at your funeral is, look, he's up, he's moving. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and I got my friend, and he's going to do something fun oh, wow. at my funeral. I'm going to put the fun back in funeral. <laughs> After my funeral's over, he's going to have my cell phone, and he's going to thank all the guests for coming. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that'd that's be, funny. Wouldn't that be creepy? I'm like, confused. You're, you're, driving that, you're driving away from the funeral, and then I text you, go, hey, thanks for coming. Oh, I see. <laughs> that's like the grandma who put a Ouija board in note cards and said, let's stay in touch. Yes. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's pretty cool.
It seemed like, uh, what was the one where the guy that you told me about? What? Oh, that was a wedding, I think, where the phone rang. Same thing. <laughs> you were telling me. I think it was either uh, Mark Chase's wedding. Uh, and they did something up there uh, at the wedding where the phone rang. And I think it was, I don't remember now. I don't either. Well, thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> well, wedding, funeral, it's all the same. <laughs> that sounds familiar. <laughs> I, thought, I thought Hawk might remember it, but I obviously made a mistake in guessing that. I don't remember what we played a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> the song, what was it? I don't know, but there's a lot of tricks people can know. do with you. Oh, I know what one was. The guy actually had a recording inside the casket, and it, it was knocking on it, and it was him. This was in our let prep the other day, and he out. was like, let me out, yeah. let me out. And yeah. he's like laughing at him, and the family thought it was hysterical because he was a practical joker. Mm. Yeah, just putting the fun back in funeral. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. Well, listening to this type of music is really bad for you. Oh, I remember when they told us this when I was in high school at church. They'd be like, don't listen to that. It's the devil's music. It's not It's not the stuff we play. Okay. There, there, now, there's some songs really? where it's <laughs> constantly bleeping <laughs> out stuff. Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. It's like Morris Code songs. <laughs> I, I think what? I could write a hit song today. Yeah. It would just have five words in it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it's hard to avoid this, too. But listening to Christmas music too early in the season is bad for your mental health. I can see that. It stretches it out, and you're anticipating for too long, and you start to get all anxious. Have you heard any Christmas music yet? No. There's a couple of stores out there that's mm. already started playing some Christmas music. <laughs> too soon. I've heard some. Or even worse, when they have the Christmas decorations right by the Halloween stuff. Like, can we just give it a minute? Yeah, at least yeah. you know, at Dollar General Store, they have the Thanksgiving beside the Halloween. You know, I when I that. was younger, it was kind of like how Thanksgiving was about when you started thinking about Christmas. Mm-hmm. Now they're trying to move it ahead of Halloween. I think Halloween's a hard stop. You don't do Christmas until Halloween's over. Yeah, I agree. They're, they're oh, polar right. opposite holidays, and you got to wait until November 1st right. before you start talking about Christmas. And you don't really need to advertise Thanksgiving because it's not really one of those holidays where you're buying or right. kids are getting well, candy or anything. you got kids, candy, Halloween, kids, Christmas. All right. Well, listening to Christmas music is stressful, and this is what the psychologists have to say about it. In other words, like when you hear holly jolly Christmas, it's the best time of the year. Gonna smack someone around. It reminds you that you have to buy gifts, organize parties, send out cards, get your travel arrangements set, cook, clean, prepare for political discussions with all your family members, (laughs) and everything else. So when you hear that music, for some reason your subconscious is like, man, I got too much to do. You got to spend all that money. Plus, you got to think about stashing wine in your purse because you got to deal with those annoying like family members over the holidays. It's just a lot to think about. Yeah, it's really bad for people that work in stores where they play Christmas music all the time throughout the season. So, and I guess the good thing is if we do start Christmas music like in July or you know August, you like you may not be as stressed out because you got a lot more time to do all right. these things. <laughs> buy the gifts and stuff like that. Right. Oh, oh, and Tori, by the way, you buy the box wine, you wrap it up, put it next to the Christmas tree, and just walk over there every few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> With a really long straw. <laughs> <laughs> family will never know that box wrapped up is wine. Yeah. But I had no idea that it's bad for your mental health to start listening to Christmas music too early. Now, when you're, you know, let's say a couple weeks away, 
I think it's okay then. It's not. I mean, it's, that's that's a good time to be getting all geared up and ready for Christmas Day. Have you seen that meme that says Mariah Carey is defrosting as we speak? <laughs> She's the queen of Christmas. Queen of Christmas, right there. That's funny. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, be careful. Well, we will definitely not play Christmas music until after Thanksgiving here on the Hawk and Tom Show. I was about to ask to play Mariah Carey. No, <laughs> just, just to get us in the. She's mood. not defrosted yet. <laughs> hey, we got to play Thriller before we play that one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Hawk and Tom Show on B ninety three point seven.